No, I've uh, I've been determined to stay up until the end of this article, and then I'm going to crash. <laughs> Did he mean to say article? No, I meant to say episode. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh he's, he's doing so bad. You're supposed yeah, you to be the one smart one. The, like, like the, the, your designation on the show is like, all right, dumb shits, let me come in and sort you out. But if we're going to have to carry you around, I don't know what you're here for. Oh, boy. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I've really outlived my usefulness here. Shots now. fired. Tuesday, Tuesday podcast episode 477. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the thin, milky discharge of podcasting. Oh, God, Tyler Driver. Don't I don't like that. I don't like uh, that at all. I know. Uh, well, hey everybody, how you doing? Hopefully, you don't have any thin, milky discharge. Gotta You're say that. To, to email me at brucetuesdaypodcast@gmail.com <laughs> for like suggestions of what you should be of podcasting any listener is and as most of our listenership you also could just be like call me the like handsome nice guy who's doing his best of podcasting and well i wouldn't lie i wouldn't lie subject thin milky discharge yeah uh well immediately ah, i don't i don't even if i don't i'm not even gonna do a like virus scan of that maybe i'll get a virus it's worth it if i can see some thin milky discharge it's too bad uh, we're, well, we're going to be talking about two things that are bad, and one thing that is good, and we're going to be talking about that with Boris. Hey, Boris. Hello, hello. Uh, we're going to be talking about it with one thing that is thin, and one thing that is milky discharge. Uh, Sam's right. the milky discharge. I don't know that I would call Boris thin, but if somebody's got to be the discharge, it's Sam. If, well, if one of the three of us on the show is thin, it's Boris. It's like a little bit of a damning with faint praise thing, but if one of the three of us is thin, it's for us. Well, I am pretty milky, though, as you can see by my very pale complexion. I don't think Boris is thin because he's too, like, toned to be thin. You know what I mean? He's like a, a healthy boy over here. Dude, you're not thin, and I'm not thin. I'm not saying I'm thin, but I'm, we're different We're different not thins than the type of not thin Boris is. All right, Boris, you fat asshole. What's going on the show? <laughs> I, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna contest that. Uh, I have today, uh, Bath Brewing Company's Oktoberfest. Um, that's hilarious. Bath is a little town in Maine that we drove through today, so I stopped by their little local brewery, picked me up a Oktoberfest, which is a Mautzen beer. It is 5.5% ABV. Uh, hopefully it's nice and malty and, uh, nice and light and crisp. Um, it is all, it is those things. It's a nice, strong malt forward flavor. Um, a little bit of hops, but not too much. Just kind of balance it out, make it nice and clean and, um, solid finish. Uh, this is a good Oktoberfest. I don't, this is kind of a style that I don't, I feel like I don't have much to say about. Like, obviously it's not going to be too, it's not going to have any wacky flavors or, or, uh, they're not really swinging for the fences here, but, uh, you know what? Sometimes I just like me a nice, light, crisp beer. Yeah. Especially on days when I am hungover and don't want to drink much anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear about uh, your uh, your tales of, of merrymaking um, before coming to us. Yeah. But but we're basically on the same page because I, I'm coming back with another Iron Hill Brewery beer, and it's Oktoberfest, a lager. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, it's 6%. Um, and, uh, it poured out with a medium head that evaporated immediately. It is a very dark, almost kind of like reddish caramel colored beer. It smells a little, uh, I don't know. I want to say caramel, but that might just be because I just said that. So I don't know. It's definitely malty though. They usually tend to be a little sweet, too, I think, just from all the malt. Yeah. Yeah, it's got some... 
um, sweetness at the front and some breadiness at the back. And yeah, just like Boris said, you know, there's not too much to say. Uh, this might be a little, I, I get the feeling that this is a little heavier than what Boris has. This is a slightly heavier version, but, um, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Sam? Yeah, I got one from Fair State Brewing Cooperative. Big doinks. <laughs> um, it just says IPA, and you know I like it. Just a standard straight up IPA with nothing fancy going on. Hold on, there's some schmutz here. Let me let me scratch off the schmutz here on the lid. Oh no! It says extra dank IPA. Uh oh, beans. Uh-oh. Oh beans. No. I've done it now. I have an extra dank IPA. Six point five percent. Ooh, I don't know that you're gonna love this. Crunch, man. Um, this is an extra tank IPA. <laughs> I like. Um, I know you guys are both uh, more, uh, let's say, cannabis forward than I am sure. as individuals. Um, but this feels. It feels like someone splashed some bong water into this, which I feel like is meaner than I mean to be. Because I don't hate this beer, but right. also I am taken immediately to to weed. I mean, that is essentially the flavor they're going for with extra right. dank. And that's, and that's also a big doink is like a big, huge joint. So they know what they're doing. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's I why I laughed. I was just going to say... If that's what they're going for, they should be more forward because their label is like there's some green on it, but like nothing straightforward weed wise. Um, I think so. It's definitely like a culture specific term. Like if you're not kind of like like I I don't think the majority of people would know that a doink is like a big huge joint. I did not associate that word with beer yeah. culture. My guess was going to be that it was like baseball players hitting home runs or something <laughs> like. The Aaron Judge doink, uh, <laughs> doink fest. I think it's a double doink. I don't know what that is. All right, so we all oh, have different definitions for doink. It was a field goal attempt that hit both goal, goalposts. And, and oh, okay. Wait, it hit both, both goalposts? Did it go out? Yeah, yeah, it, was, it rimmed out, essentially. Oh, my God, off two? Or, no, you know what? It was it was the crossbar and one side. Not okay, the, that makes that, a lot that more sense. sense. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense to me. Okay. You're, you're totally right, though. I should have read this closer. It, it says, a love letter to our favorite West Coast IPAs. Sticky, resinous, bitter, maximally dank and crisp, notes of citrus rind, pine trees, and dot, 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 other stuff. <laughs> Doink. So they're like, Sam, I, do you want to I, spell I, it out for you? I fucking accidentally brought a goddamn weed beer on the show and was like, hot take, it reminds me of weed. Well, I mean, at least your, uh, you know, your taste buds were on point, right? Yeah. You got the I memo. Mean, I, I mean, sometimes I'm worried that, like, does this actually taste like cinnamon? Or have I been suggested to think right. this tastes like cinnamon? Suggestion wasn't a part of it. I didn't know what the fuck this was supposed to be, and I got there anyway. You nailed so it. I guess, good job, it tastes like a flavor I don't like that much. <laughs> Yeah, usually when you get one of these weed beers, the can is, like, decorated like a college dorm room. It's just, yeah. like, Bob Marley imagery and, I like... I mean, there's some, like, some like green and some uh, uh, Hendrix vibes typeface. Like, if you point it out, yes. But yeah. Like, yeah, my first thought when I see that isn't straight to weed. I'm just, I, I, think, I think you're in the majority there. Yeah. But we were talking about the double doink, so let's go into our first football-related article... From foodandwine.com, which team has the most expensive beer in the NFL? Now, don't look at it. The 49ers. Uh, Of course. Which NFL stadium has the most expensive beer in the NFL? Philadelphia. Hey, Boris is right. Right on the money. Shit, Boris. But hold on. But hold on. Sam, I'm going to give you a consolation prize. So this article has the list of most to least expensive stadium beers. However, they also say that they looked at tickets, parking, sodas, and hot dogs to say who were the most expensive to see overall. And when taking everything into account, the 49ers are the most expensive. 
Okay, I'll take wow. that consolation prize. Yeah. All right, wait, wait. So, sorry, the 49ers are the most expensive, like, relative to the other things that the park sells? Is what uh, if you take, like, everything, like, tickets, parking, If If you're including your parking there and eating yeah. a bit I see. and drinking a bit. Then, yes. But if you're just so, going like, on beer, it's the Eagles. Two beers and a dog and parking and a ticket at right. the stadium. 49ers yeah. is this. Okay. Well, Correct. yeah, that, that makes sense. But, uh, so the Eagles committed a whopping 1467 for a beer. Jesus And Christ. I wonder if that is, and it's probably somewhere here in the article, if that's one of those, like, crazy big 27-ounce uh, plastic souvenir oh, yeah. mugs, or if it's just, like, a 12-ounce bush light. Right. Uh, let's see. Um, It's a 16-ounce beer. Oh, we're almost at a buck an ounce. That's true. And I assume this is just, like, the Bud Light price? Uh, it just says a single 16-ounce beer. I, yeah, I know we must be assuming think. macro prices. Because, like, they do, like, some, some pr- most slash probably all at this point have some craft offering. Even yeah. Even if that craft offering is, like, New Belgium and Lagunitas and that. Right, stuff. right. Uh, so now I'm curious who the cheapest is. Cheapest? I haven't scrolled down. It's a three-way tie. Oh, do you want to take a guess? Boris, have you checked it out? I have already looked at the Oh, okay. I just, I feel like this is going to make me come off as bigoted because I'm just thinking, what are the, what, what, where, where is it poor? Oh. Detroit? <laughs> Way to go! The Lions are one of the three cheapest. Atlanta? Frankly, it should be Jacksonville, but Jacksonville was like, my, the other one I was going to say. It's the, the, the Lions? I'm sorry, keep going. Oh, I was going to say, Jacksonville's, like, up at the top, almost. They're, yeah. like, the fourth tier. Weird. Um, it's the Lions, funny. the Falcons, and the Jets. What's funny to me is the that the Jets! Jets the- that's so weird, because I would have put the... I would have guessed the Giants and the Jets as being way up high. I guess that's Jersey versus New York. I just think of them both as New well, York. Well, they, they both play in New Jersey. That's what the that's Jets what out next. The Jets and yeah. the Giants both play at the same stadium. So did they change the price of beer based on which home team is playing? <laughs> that's weird as shit. I mean, they probably have different licenses. They probably have different agreements with breweries and all that type of shit. And, and yeah. the thing is, it's probably like, probably if you work at the Meadowlands, you work the Meadowlands for both games and also for the Christina Aguilera concert. But, like, you're told these are the beers you're selling this week and these are the prices, and you say, okay. I guess. Uh, But the Lions, Falcons, and Jets are $6.25 a beer, which is reasonable. Yeah, that's like a bar price here in Boston. That's pretty reasonable. But, again, if you take in everything overall, the cheapest are the Cardinals. Hmm. I bet, like, nobody fucking goes to a Cardinals game, and so you get the ticket for super cheap, and that's where it comes from. But uh, Back when the Washington Capitals were very bad, uh, you could get a ticket to a Caps game in exchange for 12 box tops. Oh, shit. And that's amazing. My, my dad would buy 48 boxes of cereal, and when we got through them, the whole family would go to the Caps game. That's he would just buy forty eight at a time. Probably not at a time. <laughs> okay, a, like he had the number in his head. I all right. guarantee. You. But like okay. a family of four can go through probably a box of cereal every other day if you guys are each eating cereal. It it would vary. It would vary. so like that's that's probably yeah that's a couple Caps games a year. I mean, that's... you're you're spending more money on the metro ticket into town. Yeah, part the game at that point because they sucked before they crafted it. Amazing, and we're fucking dying to see the rules. Shit. Yeah, man, get them, get get them. Is there a correlation here between teams that are good and teams that are bad, and prices that are high and prices that are low? Looking to you, Boris. I haven't followed the NFL for a little while now. Dude, I yeah, I I am not going to be much help here. My my traditional sense is. Should we call Mary? Get her get her on the horn for her NFL expertise. Somebody. Um, I mean, the Eagles won a Super Bowl like five years ago. The Rams yeah. won last year. Um, 
the or Patriots I, or, are like the super winning. Honestly, the Patriots seem lower than they should be because I feel yeah. like I paid more than eight forty for a beer at Gillette once or twice. Well, that's probably when they were good. They suck now, right? Yes, that was that was with Brady. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I don't know. Eagles are number one, and Rams and Chargers are both number two, and those are both L.A. Like, the Buccaneers. So like at, at some point, you're paying for a team quality, and at some point, you're paying for city. That's true. I that's true. I hate to say quality, but the city you're in. Number three, the Raiders, so that's that's Vegas now, right? Uh, I guess it's yes. overpriced in Vegas. Yeah. It's so weird to me that the Jags are so high up here. Yeah, well, and, and like New who Orleans. Who gives a fucking fuck about Jacksonville? I don't know, I'm, man. I, I'm. This is me throwing down. As Tyler is to the Italians, I am <laughs> to Jacksonville, Florida. Come at me, Jacksonville. I don't know anything about your culture, so I don't know how to make fun of you, other than saying, "Get out of here, you bunch of fucking nerds." <laughs> Got him. I can't. I can't say words like "greasy" in the same way that Tyler can. Because Jacksonville has no culture. Oof. I want to. I kind of want to move on to another white group. I feel like I was doing the Irish for a while, and that was played out. And then I was doing the Italians, and I got a good run out of that. But I feel like I got to go to somebody new now. You can. You can move uh, on. To go down under. Down under. I'm sorry. What did you say, Boris? I suggested that you move on to the Polish. I feel like they've got a good track record I of like. The, I think the Polish can... had it hard hard enough for long enough. I was gonna say like we're we've got a little bit of kinship with them, you know. Some bad stuff went down, and we just want to maybe move past that. All right, as a unit. I feel like it was just a suggestion. They'd be like, "All right, mate, fuck you too, bruv." Or what? Bruv. Sound like? Yeah, that's definitely Australian, and not like Liverpool. It's me, I'm Australian. It would be fun to make it like very specific to like one section of England. Just be like, yeah, well, yeah people from Liverpool can fuck right off. It has to be the size of Jacksonville, Florida, which is I feel like Jacksonville's probably, probably sneaky like big. The size of Jacksonville would be my guess, just because America tends to sprawl. Yeah, I also I mean, feel like Jacksonville is huge. Yeah, you'll probably be surprised that it's like. It's probably on the, like, top 20 cities by population. Anyways. Yeah, I was looking at something. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was some sh- bullshit online. Like, there is a town. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. Never mind. Let's move past whatever all bullshit I, I was going to say. I would rather you half remember it. No, no. It's not. There. Let's just say there's a town somewhere, and I read that online, okay? Hey, Boris. What up? Let's bully, let's bully this boy. Can you help me? <laughs> Oh, bully Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's so That's easy. It's no fun. Come by on. making him tell us that big story, Tiny boy. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I don't know. I man. I sort of agree with Tyler. It's just kind of sad for all of us. Oh no, there it is. Um, Nobody leaves this situation better than they entered it. <laughs> oh no, he got there. Uh, tell us why you're so hungover, though, Boris. Ah. It's it's uh, maybe not actually it's not a very juicy story, but we uh, we were at a wedding in Maine this weekend. Uh, oh. one, of, one of Ruth's friends, Ruth was a bridesmaid, uh, which seems to happen a lot lately. Which I kind of like those weekends because then I get a couple days to just like do nothing in another city while she has to do all the bridesmaidly duties. Yeah, but then uh, you get to go to a place and have good food and free drink. Yeah, it's like all of the benefits and none of the obligations of of wedding wedding dumb. Again, I'm sorry I made you my groomsman. It was supposed to be an honor. I understand that that was a huge inconvenience. For it me. really is. Uh, it really is. You're so Sam, mad at after, me. I can tell. After like five years, I think I've forgiven you. But uh, yeah, it was it was touch and go there for a while. No, I was feeling the exact same thing at, at this wedding I just went to. Like, I was a groomsman, and while it's like a big honor, I was like, fuck, man, I got all this shit, that bullshit I got to run around and get fucking bow ties and take pictures for two hours. I mean, it's not like, think about being a bridesmaid, like, that's work. Groomsman, yeah, that is work. Groomsman is like, oh, you got to show up, like, an hour early and take some pictures putting on your tie. Yeah, like, man, exactly. You just mentioned all the things that are difficult. My wife had to be in the, like, hair and makeup place at, like, 8.30 a.m. for, like, Oof. a 4 p.m. wedding. Um, That's twice. a fucking full work day. 
Yes. I mean, it's, you know, they, I, they seem to enjoy it, and they have, like, champagne and stuff. Like, it doesn't seem like that much work. Yeah, that sounds like one of my work days. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, God Thanks, damn. Flasks. So, Sponsor so, of the Bruce Tuesday podcast. Flasks. Flasks. So you just got mad turnt at this wedding? Well, so the the thing is, so it's it's in this uh, little main seaside like tourist town called Booth Bay, um, where the wife, the bride's family owns like three of the biggest restaurants in town. So oh. they basically they basically run the town. Like everyone, yeah. in, it's a small town. Everyone knows each other, and they were all like, "Oh, you're here for like that wedding." Like, right? You know, they know the bride from when she was a little girl and all this stuff. So like, very Stephen Kingy. Yeah, so, like, it's this beautiful town that basically just, like, shut down for this wedding. Um, yeah. And was there a dark secret that was revealed? No dark secrets. That you know of. That I know of. But right. I'm not very attentive to these dark secretive things. That's fair. That's all right. Um. So, anyways, the I mean, the, the crazy part of this wedding was just that, like, it was in a restaurant that was owned by the bride's father. And so, like... Sometimes you're in a restaurant and they're like, oh, we have an open bar. You can have, like, one of these four beers or, like, here's our two bottles of wine. Or, like, you know, here's uh, yeah. different types of, like, cheap liquor that you can right. get. These bartenders were, like, they were not even counting the drinks. They were just, like, grabbing shit off the top of <laughs> and, like, whatever you wanted, they would, like, get it for you. Like, um, the food was incredible because it was, like, the restaurant chef was just, like, doing the whole thing. I wonder if that rules for the bartenders because if if I'm getting top shelf shit for no reason I'm likely to tip more generous. Oh I yeah I tipped I tipped pretty good uh for like what I usually give like an open bar bartender especially cuz they were like actually making like cocktails and stuff they weren't just like popping open a can of beer for yeah for everyone um so they were doing that, and then, like, they didn't have to, like, close, like, our wedding, we had to, like, the band had to be done by 10, and, like, they were, like, no, you know, you got to be quiet by 11, basically, right. it was, like, in this, like, town, and they were, like, the town law is, like, you have to be quiet after 11. Yeah. And, but, and um, like, from 10 to 11, you were, like, on the mic, spitting freestyle. <laughs> That's right, well, it was more of, like, a drum circle vibe, but, uh, yeah, we were all, we were all letting loose with some, uh, some freeform, uh, spoken word poetry. Um, sounds like Boston. It's really it's 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 rap when you really think about it. Think about it. Man. That's right. And then Sam spat this like hot fire. Ver- oh no, wait, Sam didn't come to my wedding. Oh, there was a coronavirus and still is. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You just you burned me for the groomsman comment, so I had to get you back. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so this the band played until midnight, and then they just like kept playing music, and <laughs> I was like, "We should go." And my beloved drunk wife was like, "No, we have to say goodbye to everybody," and that took like another hour and a half. Uh, and so that's that's why Chaboy is drunk today or hungover <laughs> today. I I got it. So a lot of that story was fun. My favorite part was you saying, uh. And then my partner had to say goodbye to people, so we were there for a while. And and me and Tyler in unison just nodding. I was like, all right, so I'm going to grab a few more drinks. I'm going to get comfy yeah. over here. Sometimes like, that's the way it, it be. It would be nice to be like, I'm going to grab four drinks and wait in the car. Just come come get me when you're ready to go. Yeah. I don't want to sit here thinking we're going to go in five minutes, right, for the next 80 minutes. Yeah. Well, and I think, like, the there's a difference between, like, men and women at an event where my wife is always looking around, and she's like, oh, where's so-and-so, and, like, person's not here, and I'm just like, eh, they'll come back if they want to. Um, I'm not sure that that's men and women so much as um, you and me and Tyler are bad people. <laughs> that's, well, maybe I'm implying that men are bad people. Oh, yeah. I think there are definitely corners of the internet that would uh, applaud you for that. <laughs> uh yeah if it, look if we uh get canceled by incels as a podcast that will be more publicity than this podcast can Dude, handle oh. so oh come at me bro hey i like to perform oral sex on my wife and sometimes she doesn't reciprocate and i still am happy that she's happy i can't Oof. imagine what could trigger them more than that statement uh ben shapiro just had an aneurysm <laughs> Good. 
I mean, if this is my superpower, I'll just yeah. say things about oral sex that I give. It is, yeah, I feel like. So, yeah, go on, Boris. Uh, I was just going to say, episode 500 is usually when podcasts start to peak, so. <laughs> I just. just I, the corner. I do We're find it. We have to figure uh, some shit out for that, by the way, but whatever. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm, can't wait for whatever bad decision we make. But I, I do enjoy how Ben Shapiro just seems to get so mad at the idea of his own wife enjoying any sort of sexual encounter with him. You know? I think I think it's a turn on for him for her to not like it. Ugh. Which, like, at some point, it's like, kinks are kinks and we don't choose our kinks. Ugh. But we need to be respectful of our partners when our partners don't enjoy our kinks. And this it seems like implicitly is one of those. <laughs> I, uh, this has got, now we're, we're looking too much into his psyche. I want to backpedal. I brought us here yeah. and I want to get us out of here. Yeah. Maybe episode 500 should just be, uh, a roll call of our various kinks and how important they are to us. Oh, I thought we were going to try to get Ben Shapiro on the show. Uh, well, uh, well, let me say this, uh, uh, kink roll call. That's where I'm putting the bar. Right here on the floor. All right, so yeah. we'll everyone see if we else. That. Uh, I if if either of you or or any of our um uh rotating uh stable of co-hosts or our yeah. lovely listeners would like to suggest a better episode five hundred celebration, I'm open to it. But right now, as it stands, we're gonna talk about our cakes. And I think I don't want to do that. I think we should do a tub thumping episode. Uh, okay, so we're talking whiskey drink, vodka drink, cider drink, lager drink. Yes. Um, and I guess we should just reminisce because we're thinking of the 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 good times and the and the best times. Is that really a lie? <laughs> it sure is. Uh, and we'll be the, the things the that rise away. with the good times, the things that rise with the best times. Yeah. Wow, they were like. Let's take three and a half minutes and write these lyrics. Yeah. Can we take a second pass? Shut up, idiot! This is going to be a huge hit! What's and that? Two two choruses? No bridge? You got it. If and someone was right. I don't know who was yelling, shut up, idiots, but they weren't the idiots. Right. I, I almost think if the lyrics made sense to this song, it would not be a hit. Yeah. Like, I think it's partially just, like, how goofy the fucking lyrics are that, like, makes them memorable and makes this song, like, stick it's out. Classic. It's classic. So, so hey. Boris, Tyler and I have each suggested something. So you, you need to say, which is the higher bar, uh, the kink roundup <laughs> or uh, or the tub-thumping lineup? Which do I want to hear more, the kink roundup? Which do I want to participate in <laughs> uh, the tub thumping episode? So I, maybe we I can don't, find. I, I don't know who is our guest, but also it might be you. <laughs> uh, if you've got a kink you want to share, email us at Bruce Day Tuesday. Oh, that's a good one, Boris. The higher the socks, the better, and I can't explain to you why. It's not episode it's like 500. It's covering more and more and more. And the more it's covering, the more I'm into it. I don't know. Sam's ideal girl know. has her socks like <laughs> a girl in a big sock. Like, she's like, sock. She's like pull, pulls it down to talk. Like a puppy on Christmas in a stocking. <laughs> I, I don't fucking, I mean, I'm uh. sure a psychologist could explain to me why I am this way. But, um. Are you I sure? Because I don't. Shrinks, bro. Hey, you want to talk about some more things that are bad and make me upset? I feel like that's the transition we went for like 40 minutes. Is it Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is Philadelphia. So from 6ABC, I did say that this episode was two bad things and a good thing. So we're on the okay. uh, the second bad thing. Okay. Um, Philadelphia Brewery to lose tens of thousands of dollars after city cuts down its hop garden. So, Philadelphia Brewing Company had a hop garden. Um, they use it to make uh, an annual beer called, what is it, like, Harvested from the Hood or something like that? Harvest from the Hood, pale ale, yes. Because they grow their hops in the hood, apparently. 
but they make me a little uncomfortable unless they've um, done certain things. I I don't know. I don't know enough about the brewery, but um, but uh, the city I guess told them that they were they had some overgrown vegetation and they needed to take care of it, and they were like, but we're gardening, bro. Look at all these signs and fences we have that say we're gardening. And the inspector was like, yeah, that's cool, no problem. And the city was like, actually, weed whackers, and just fucking cut down all of the hops. Uh, apparently, they said there was a miscommunication. So, that's that. What is the difference between a garden and overgrown vegetation to this inspector? Like, I don't know. It really just makes me want to throw a weed whacker through somebody's window. Yeah, I don't know. That looked like weed to me. Also, my guess, my guess is that like the inspector, like the inspector and the weed whacking team didn't communicate effectively. Like there was no like, oh no, it's all clear actually, and so they just went down and took care of it. Like or in their minds took care of it. You know, when in fact it had been cleared and was allowed to be there. It's probably like a one of those like rogue cop movies where the chief's like, Detective, you can't do that. And he's like, I'm the weed whacker. I'll tell you about nobody's rules but my own. And he like went I would, in and was I like, would watch there an was... action movie called The Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker. Turn in your badge and shears. <laughs> Turn your but, uh, shield, your little yeah. shield leg shield over to face your, your face or you're gonna be be uh in trouble with the law. The weed whacker law. We'd whack a justice. Uh, damn it, Hodge. We told you you can't turn your whacker upside down to Edgelon. You can, though. You can uh, do it. He's like, I you wouldn't it. understand behind this fancy desk. You've yeah. forgotten the, the weight true. of a loaded weed whacker in That's your hands. <laughs> Wear your calluses, chief. Uh, those shoes haven't seen grass stains for ten years. I could watch you guys do this role play for an hour and a half. <laughs> well, you're in luck because that's our that's our 500th episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the full screenplay of the Weed Whacker, performed by Mike and Tyler. Two man show. Uh, but uh, but no, this sucks. Like for real. Um, it yeah, does say shit. Yeah, it sucks super bad. Like I, I don't know. It just like growing your own hops is cool, especially like urban farming. And then for having it just be cut down for, like, basically miscommunication reasons, and now they can't make this beer, and they're going to lose a bunch of money for not making the beer, and they lost money on, like, the hops getting all killed. Are they are they suing the dicks off these fools? Uh, the city says it's, quote, exploring ways to rectify the situation. So I don't know what that means. I would that sue... them saying, please, please, our precious dicks, don't sue them off <laughs> yeah. <of> us. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're probably right. I don't know. I, I assume they're going to get some sort of compensation that's probably, like, a tenth of what they should get, you know? Well, I mean, there's a claim of tens of thousands of dollars in lost revenue. I find that figure difficult to believe. I don't know. Maybe this is their best-selling beer. And But the thing is, if they were, like, if they made a beer called Fuck the Police, they, uh, they weed-whacked our hops... <laughs> Let's let's all buy beers because we hate how much the police we whacked our hops. People would buy the hell out of that, and then they. I would. Yeah, you would. I would. I mean, I would sell this beer because I'm a white collar individual. Right. Uh, so that brings up an interesting you could, you question. Could spin this, you could spin this. It's so easy to 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 dip profit, but also yeah. there's something punitive there for. It's difficult to know where in the, like, chain of command yeah. or whatever. Somebody yeah. fucked up. Like, right. it, it's easy to, like, hate the guys who weed-whacked this, but... They were just told to weed-whack someplace, yeah. Yeah, they didn't just show up on, up their, on their own. Right. So, someone told someone to do something they shouldn't have done. Uh, I guess fuck the clowns. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... I also find it maybe hard to believe that it's tens of thousands of dollars, but it's got to be money. I mean, it's definitely money. They make this whole ass beer out of it, and I have to imagine they'll get some back, but I don't think the, like, I don't really see the government, like, giving them 
I don't know. I think it's because because just like you said, it's hard to measure how much they actually lost. I think it'll be hard to make an argument to get like the full amount back. And this makes me wish that there were um, mad lad judges. They'd just be like, "Listen, we're only going to give you a little bit of money, but we found the guy who fucked up, who's responsible for the mis- miscommunication." And you can kick him as hard <laughs> in the dick as you want and post it to your social media. Like, that's what I, that's what I want to see. What, what are you, Boris? Here's a question for you. What are you allowed to get away with as a judge? Like, before people are like, cut that shit out. Listen, Boris, as our legal court. <laughs> Uh, well, you'll have to watch uh, The Weed Whacker to find out, I guess. Ooh. No, I mean, judge is an elected position, so I think literally, like, you can, like, anything that the court above you doesn't, if your thing doesn't get appealed to it, and then they tell you to yeah. fuck off, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Huh. Um, so you could, you could, you could run for office as the dick kicking judge. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that people do wrong to get kicked in their dick. Are you telling and me to get posted on social media? Are you telling me Texas doesn't already have a dick kicking judge? Yeah, fucking like I'm sure if I Google around, I can find like a judge who issued a punishment of like, yeah, you got to get your dick kicked at least once. Bye. Although, although, is that cruel and unusual punishment? Well, that's what the, you know, if if I got elected to, like, the county judge position, they'd appeal yeah. it to, like, the state level, and then the state level would probably be like, hey, I don't think you can be a dick-kicking judge. <laughs> then I'd just fundraise on, like... Uh, and then you'd fucking kick them in their dick, that would show. The man is keeping them kicking them dicks. That's right. Um, No, I think what annoys me the most about this article is just that there's this, like, crew of guys... In- presumably guys employed by the city with weed whackers to just be like, your garden sucks. I'm going <laughs> to chop it down, I guess. Like you're telling me Philadelphia doesn't have other problems than like <laughs> somebody didn't like looking at this fucking hot plant and they were just That's like, true. Oh, it's gross. That's true. Like my front yawn, my front lawn is nothing to look at, but like, I'd be pissed if the city just came in and was like, Hey, we uh, cut everything down for you. Well, in Philly, it's your front John. I don't... John... Philly? Do you guys like that? Do you guys like that? Did you what? get that, Sam? John Adams? Oh, do you guys not know what John is? Oh. So John is a Philly word. J-A-W-N. And it just... It, it's like a filler word. It can mean lots of different things. Will yeah. Smith says it all the time. <laughs> That's better. So I removed Tyler from the couch. Oh, I said John. All I was trying to tell you was who John was. I didn't realize how easy it would be for you to get back into the call. Thought maybe me and Boris could have a goddamn moment to ourselves. Dude. We kicked him out of this John. Did I do it right? Yeah, you did, actually. We Johned him out of the John. Oh, brother. Uh, Sam, what have you been up to? Okay, so I have two things. One is short and one is a tad longer and both Talk about your testicles? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one's a perfect sphere. <laughs> the other one is eggplant, I guess is how I would describe it. Not I don't like that. In, in, not in size, but in shape and in color. I don't like that. <laughs> um... So, Boris, I have a couple of favors to, to ask of you. Um, the first is, hey, bud, um, would you say that you're a confirmed Catholic or just you went to Catholic school? I went through the process of confirmation in the Catholic Church, so I think that makes me a confirmed Catholic. Good to know, for reasons that are unrelated to the thing I actually want to talk about. That was weird. Didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I bet you didn't. Uh, but you're on tape, bitch. Um, <laughs> so the last time you were on, Michael, may I call you Michael? Uh, Shine a light on it. If, if I say yes or no, is that going to make you stop calling me Michael? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you say yes, I'll stop. Yes. Cool, thanks, Boris. Um, 
So the last time you were on, I don't know if you remember this, because it was like a little bit ago, seven, eight weeks, something like that. Um, oh, it was on episode 470, episode? according to my notes. Episode? Episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay Leno. I didn't mean to mock you. Hey. <laughs> 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 on episode 470, uh, we did the book club. Where each of you gave me book recommendations. Oh. Um, and I think I told you, yeah, I'll catch you boys in a year because I'm so slow at reading because I hate books and fuck books. <laughs> I think was my general uh, mm-hmm. yeah vibe. I I really fucked this up, you guys, and I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. I accidentally finished Boris's book because I liked it so much. Oh, hey. shit. What Get book did he re- what book did you recommend? Uh, so, in fairness, uh, his his book Isaac Asimov's I Robot is way shorter than um, Tyler's recommendation, which was uh, The Blade itself, which I think is the is like the first book in a series. But I actually don't know because I'm still I'm like a quarter of the way through it, which for me is is really good progress. Yeah, like Boris. You gotta understand, Tyler also did a good job, but uh, I didn't finish the book. Cause no, you gotta know, know your audience, baby. Um, so, now, Boris, I gotta um, put you on the spot. I'm gonna need another recommendation, because I... This is this is my, my reading life now, is I have three items. I read... Uh, for the longest time, I was reading your recommendation one day. Tyler's recommendation the next day, and then I take a day off to just read comic books. I'm re- I'm reading all of the Pokemon comics. It's not Uh-oh. a joke. Um, they are much more violent than I expected, but also not as violent as the internet told me they would be. Huh. Um, so it's just it's sort of like a it's a rest day is um is the comics day, but the I need Sabbath something of reading. Yeah, right. I need something for my Boris day uh, because I finished your book. I loved it. I I um I will say I think the it's a series of short stories. And I think the last short story in it is weak, and it bummed me out because there were so many good short stories in the last one I wasn't into, and it was like ah well now this leaves a better taste in my mouth. Just make this not be the last one because. I think I liked all of them other than the last one. So it, it just sucks to, to finish on that note. But, um, yeah, I dug it. I dug the hell out of it. All right, so you're going to make me give you another one? This is what he does. He bleeds you dry. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, all right. How, so, what Boris is thinking, what Boris is thinking. So yeah. uh, the blade itself is the first part of a trilogy. I don't feel like you have, actually, and then there's like another series that I didn't read that's like a hundred years after that one. I don't feel like you need to read the whole thing though. Like you could stop after the blade itself if you I wanted think, to. I think probably depending on how I feel by the end of that book, either I'll be like, huh, I gotta know what happens next. Or I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. What, uh, what other recommendations does Tyler have? Yeah. And it's, it's too, it's just way too early to know where I'm gonna land. We'll see. So I like it so far. Not as much as I like Boris's recommendation. Yeah, yeah. But I do like it so far. Well, that's good. Okay, so I've got a couple. I'm going to stick with, like, the sci-fi thing, specifically, like, older sci-fi. Uh, a book that I, I guess I listened to the audio book of this one, so I didn't actually read it myself, but uh, close enough. Uh, there's a book called A Canticle for Leibowitz that is by... Walter M. Miller Jr. Never even heard of this. And it is, um, so I found it. Basically, someone made a Reddit post where they were like, I read all the Hugo Award, which is like the sci fi award for books, uh, winners. And this was like an early one. Uh, like this came out, I think, in, I got the Wikipedia page, October 1959. Um, and I think it's, it's in the similar vein of iRobot that it's like 
what if we just kind of think about the future and a few interesting twists that could happen and like start telling stories in that setting um, where it's like a post sort of a post nuclear apocalypse that like reverts humans back to more or less like uh, Amish levels of technology. And then they're sort of slowly discovering like electricity and all this other stuff that they had, they knew they had, but like weren't, didn't know how it worked. Um, and I, I just think it's an interesting look at, at a world, like a potential future world that is sort of realistic. That seems, that's a really big swing because I can, I could see that being really interesting or it being like, I don't care about your threshers, you dumb old assholes. Do something interesting. Mm. So, I, so Boris. We'll have to see. I'll have to read the book. So, Boris, uh, from what I gather from the Wikipedia page, you're suggesting Sam read a book about a Jewish engineer who converts to Catholicism? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what are Sam, you up to, Boris? What's your What's your game plan here, bud? Sam, would you say you're a confirmed Catholic? <laughs> Not, yet. I Not, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, I actually did not, uh, certainly did not think into. about that. <laughs> yeah, Sam's got to get jumped in. <laughs> to beat you with a sensor. Alright, well, he's still going to finish that book before your stupid fucking book, so... Oh. I, don't, I don't know how long your book is, and also... I do... I am enjoying Tyler's, but... Um, I haven't like felt this way felt the way I felt that um I robot made me feel since I read uh Ender's Game for the first time. Uh wow. which which in fairness was Tyler's recommendation. <laughs> um but just kind of opening up the world and making me feel like I would I would watch twenty movies of this. <laughs> just like not even so much as like I think the story is that compelling I think the world is that compelling Yeah. and I just want to see she, like I would like I would read I would I would read a rom-com go down in the iRobot world <laughs> because it just was so fleshed out and I just want to like I, I'm curious what life is like there um which is definitely not what Asimov was going for but just <laughs> Anytime you you flesh out a world that much, like honestly, the Game of Thrones books kind of scratched that edge for me, and um, then turned out to suck in the end. Um, yeah, just like just like making a, a great world uh, where I don't live, and I would be like, I, wouldn't it be cool if this were the world? Type of shit. Um, so uh, does your does this one do that? Because I want that. Does this one do that? Uh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to tell me. All right. Um. Well, I'll buy it on um my e-reader for I'm gonna guess nine fifty because that's what most books are these days. Do you not have like a library thing set up? Alrighty then. Cool. Well, Boris recommended some classic sci-fi, and now we're going to go to another classic from Writers.com. Turning a coronavirus page, Oktoberfest kicks off after two-year hiatus. So, Sam, you said there's still a coronavirus? Well, not in Munich, bitch. Uh, they're, they're going back to Oktoberfest. It typically draws six million people to Munich. Um, there are no coronavirus restrictions this year. Yikes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I kind of get it in one respect, which is like, are we going to have these people mask at an event where the whole deal is you drink? Yeah, right. But you could do something with um, making sure everyone's vaccinated, but also then you run into trouble of... Um, Vaccine equity. Thank you. That's a great a great way to put it. Uh, just 
avoiding situations where some have and some have not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty much fine with this. I mean, I think there are levels of risk, and this might not be a level that I would take. But, like, if you do this and not a lot of other risky things, I think you're probably okay. I mean, that's just so many people. It is a lot of people. I feel like at least I'm like my heart is beating faster looking at how many people are just fucked. <laughs> right. Room. My There's life no is no way none of them have COVID. That's ridiculous. Right. I think my life is more or less like back to kind of what it was before, except yeah. I don't like going to these giant crowds anyways. Yeah. Uh so I guess I can't fault them when I'm like, yeah, I'm like eating in restaurants and stuff. Um like, I was at a wedding last night that, like, you know, got a little bit crowded at certain points in certain areas, but, like... There's tears to this shit. There's, like, a thousand people in this fucking picture. Yeah, I, I agree that, like, yeah, these pictures are... Like, this is something I wouldn't have blinked twice at before COVID, and now I'm like, ugh, that looks miserable. <laughs> like, miserable not just because of COVID, but because of all these fucking people. True. That is true. I have absolutely found uh, myself uh, disliking people more and more through COVID. Like, I have no sympathy or empathy for anybody anymore, which is kind of how you knew me back in uh, college, Sam. So you probably recognize this, Tyler. Uh, yeah, the um, angry and a little bit horny one. <laughs> it always comes back to that with you. I don't know. I think you're projecting. I think I'm observing. Okay. Um, I, I have one more story about terrible people from the wedding this week. There was some, some hot goss. Uh, I knew there was some hot goss. In the, well, it's it's not even really goss. It's just like um, there was this one cousin there who was this like rather large bald man, not like fat, but just like very tall and completely, completely bald and uh, designated himself like wedding videographer. And they... <laughs> They didn't do the little announcement at the beginning where it's like, hey, we paid a photographer. Put your fucking phones away so right. the photos aren't just, like, a thousand people holding up phones. Right. So, of course, as soon as, like, the bride walks in, everyone's, like, phones out. And then this guy's, like, running out into the aisle to, like, get videos. <laughs> He's, like, pushing the wedding photographer out of the way to, like, get the perfect video. Oh, God. Um, on, his, on his what? Like, on his cell phone? Yeah, just, like, on an iPhone. Oh, God. Um, Man, that just makes me feel like if I would ever be a wedding photographer, I would take like blue belt level karate. Yeah, just just kick this man in the jaw, put him on the floor. <laughs> now everybody knows what's up. He's a dick kicking photographer. Yeah, and it's just like to the complete lack of awareness. I was just like, how in the world do yeah. you navigate your life like this oblivious to like? your place in the world and, like, what your job is at any given moment. It definitely is interesting to run into a person. It's like, how did you get this far in life? Yeah. Like, he's literally out in the aisle, like, while the bride is walking, like, in front of her, like, holding his phone up and, like, oh, my God. It was just, like, it, Well, my first you? question is, who invited you and why? Are you somebody's cousin and you had to invite them? Are yes, I think he was, like, a cousin. Or? He was, like, a distant, not a distant cousin, but he was a cousin of the of the bride. Just, like, uh, where is the aunt slash uncle to grab this <laughs> motherfucker by the scruff of his neck and, I don't know, throw him in a bucket? I don't know. A <laughs> bucket. Gotta be I'm a big bucket. I'm not far into parenting yet. I, don't, I haven't had to throw any kids in any buckets, but also my kids ain't done that yet. Yeah. Well, my wife just texted me to add some color commentary that he literally ruined the first kiss photo. Uh, like his she, phone. She is can in. she can come into the room and like oh, we don't upstairs. need to do. She's upstairs in bed. I'm just a loud motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just I want to make sure that she knows we're not trying to silence her voice. <laughs> no, she just uh, this is how she communicates. Well, that's good. I'm sure you guys are doing great. <laughs> You're doing great. Oh, uh, also, today's our, our first anniversary, so... Oh, hey, congratulations. You let me Why are you podcasting, you dumb fuck? Uh, because my wife is even more hungover than I uh, <laughs> and so... She, she just heard that, she is, in, she is in bed, and I am going to bed soon, 
How about we rate these fucking beers? That sounds good. Let's rate these beers. That's the most respectful thing we could do. Talk about a transition, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Forrest, you go first. Uh, I have Bath Brewing Company's Oktoberfest. It's a Mountain. It is 5.5% ABV. Um, This is just a good solid Oktoberfest beer. I don't think there was – there's nothing that really pushes it up into the, like, uh, eight, nine, ten range, but I'll, I'll give it a solid like seven point five. Like I think if you're if you're wanting to be at Oktoberfest, but not uh, crammed into Munich, Germany, with six million <laughs> tourists uh, catching COVID, go ahead and grab yourself. And if you happen to be in this small town in Maine called Bath, uh, grab yourself a Bath Brewing Oktoberfest. All right. I also had an Oktoberfest by Iron Hill Brewing, six uh, percent ABV. Um, I liked mine less than Boris's. It was a little uh, sweet at the front, and kind of like like a like bread you'd get at a restaurant, like crusty white bread taste, as opposed to like sandwich bread or like crackery taste um, at the back. Uh, it was fine. I'd give it uh, like a five two. Yeah, like a five two. Uh, I don't know who to recommend this to. Um, I like bread. Yeah, if you like bread and lagers, I guess. I don't know. I This is fine, but I don't think and there's, like, a real big part of the population that's like, yes, I want that. So that's where we are. Sam? Yeah, so I lit up my split and had a <laughs> doink. Is that right? Did I do it good? Uh, the doink is the split, but... You took uh, a fat you took a, you took a fat rip off your big doink. Sam's yeah, big I really over like there. taking a fat rip off my big doink. <laughs> Am I convincing? Yeah. My favorite part of it is how it was legal in some states and illegal in others. And it altered my inhibitions in a way that I found predictable and uh, acceptable. So put a number on that. Oh, wait, <laughs> the beer. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. Um, I just am not a big fan of, like, a, like a dank IPA in general. Just as someone who, um, I know there are weedos who really like how weed tastes, and I'm, I'm not that. Um, so this, I mean, from my perspective... There's nothing for me here. Uh, but perhaps for Widows, there would be. So I'm going to give this a 3-3. Three, three. But say, um, if you're, you know, one of the Tyler Drive lads, Mike <laughs> Boris is the world, a real stone bone, uh, maybe this will do it for you. Just fucking love me and my weed, you know, man? Boris is definitely not, I would say, maybe even the second biggest Widow on this podcast. Uh, well... On this episode, he is. On this podcast, yeah, on this episode, certainly sure. not. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you and you and Zach are are, are in a real A <laughs> A B situation. Boris left the call. <laughs> I don't know if we did that on purpose to really show us who's boss, but if he did, it worked. He is. No, oh, he's back. I'm I back. That, I thought that hangover finally took you from us. <laughs> yeah. No, I just accidentally closed the – I was trying to close all the other tabs, uh, and I closed this tab. Well, let's close out this episode. Boris, thank you for being here. All right. Thank you for having me. Sam, do you know what you're drinking next week? So I'm in a situation where I keep buying sours I don't (laughs) like, and now I have too many sours. So I'll probably have a sour that I don't want to drink next week because at some point, if I don't drink these – It'll be my whole house. It's just these sour <laughs> So I have to deplete them. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, steal what you said earlier. And, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, uh. Very professional. Very excellent. <laughs> that's, the whole, that's the whole show. But I'm going to steal what you said earlier. And, listener, if you want to uh, tell us what we should do for episode 500, you can email us at Bruce at Tuesday Podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Bruce at Tuesday. You can comment on the Bye. Bye.
Here comes a tear, catch all your tears Drink the remedy, forget about your problems Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts Drink the remedy, forget about your problems This one's on me, fix you for free Drink the remedy, forget about everything This one's on me, got what you need And take your medicine, you feel better And we're on the same page that um, Tub Thumpin' is the current very low bar I think so. Three sacks to the next week, she's face palmed. 